The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Where's my rifle? Firearms Friday. Good morning and welcome to the program. It is the Michael Duke Show, broadcasting live across the state of Alaska on uh, this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator, and around the world on the internet at MichaelDukeShow.com and uh, and on various, I mean, YouTube, uh, Twitch, uh, Facebook, we're almost omnipresent. Wherever you go, there we are. That's what we're doing. We're jumping into it and uh, hitting you with it every morning right here on the big radio program. Thanks for coming in and being part of it today. Friday <clears throat> is the uh, one is the one day a week where we uh, dive into issues related to the Second Amendment of these United States. And talk about guns and gun rights and uh, everything else. It is uh, it, we're just we're ready to we're ready to do it. And today is no different. Now, we were working on having uh, Dr. John Lott on the program this morning. Um, unfortunately, he um, ended up having a conflicting uh, appointment, and we couldn't get him. So we're working on next week right now. Uh, it's important because. Dr. Lott has a, um, a couple good new articles out talking specifically about defensive gun use uh, and uh, in specifics when it talks about what they are calling mass shootings. And um, he's got some very, very interesting um, uh, it, it, statistics, I guess, uh, and investigations that they've done, some research that they're pulling out here. And we're going to uh, <clears throat> we're going to keep uh, we're going to we're going to talk about that today, and then next week we'll unpack it even more um, as we get a chance to talk with uh, Dr. John Lott. In hour two of the program, though, today we are going to be joined um, by uh, Chris Chang, who is a top shot for season uh, two, excuse me, season four rather of the Top Shot Show on the History Channel, and we'll talk with him um, about a variety of things, including the fact that the ATF now has come back um, on the uh, on the next round of appeals over the bump stock ban, and the ATF has been victorious again in federal court. Um, uh, and uh, we're gonna we'll talk about that before we get to Chris, but we'll discuss that with him as well. We'll also talk about, the uh, FBI stats. We'll talk about the challenges to the new ghost gun rule that was heard in federal court. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the words of Whole Foods CEO um, 
John McKay, who, uh, I mean, you'd never thought you'd hear a headline that read something like Whole Foods CEO says Second Amendment liberties under threat from socialists. That's the headline. And you're and you're you're not wrong. You are not wrong. Um, there's some good stuff in there to uh, to talk about. And we'll uh, we'll dive into that here this morning uh, with the headlines and talk about some of the different things. But most importantly, as always on Firearms Friday, most importantly, we uh, are, want to uh, we want to talk with you. We want to open up the phone lines and we want to get uh, your hot take on things in the firearm world. And so we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to say it's gun Q&A pretty much all day, uh, with the exception of uh, Chris Chang and Willie. We'll go ahead and do that. So let's uh, let's open up the phone lines at 907-433-3150. 907-433-3150. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say uh, about, well, pretty much anything today related to guns and firearms. Um, it's been a, it's been a while and we didn't get a chance to talk to too many listeners this week on the phone. And as I've said in the past, that's really some of my favorite things is to discuss just kind of what's on your mind. And really, um, that's what, uh, that's what Firearms Friday is about. Firearms Friday is about sharing the, uh, you know, sharing the info, sharing, uh, you know, getting more people to talk and think and, uh, discuss, the uh, the Second Amendment and the gun culture, and uh, so if we can uh, demystify anything, if we can uh, change people's minds or give them the information that they need to make a valid and a uh, well informed decision, then that's what we'll do, and uh, that's what Firearms Friday is all about. So feel free to. Uh, uh, feel free to dial in and uh, and give us a call at 907-433-3150 if you want to get in the queue. And I'll interrupt pretty much whatever I'm doing to uh, to talk with you about uh, whatever it is that you want to talk about, um, uh, especially in light of the major challenges that we're seeing across the country right now to gun rights um, as we continue to see some just this, some crazy stuff, crazy stuff happening, and so uh, feel free to, to dial us in. Um, I want to say that this morning, as uh, many mornings are, brought to you by your friends over there at Satellite West. You could find them at satellitewest.com. Uh, they are um, um, they are your marine communications specialists. And like I said earlier, whether it is uh, uh, whether it's uh, uh, you know satellite, cellular, UHF, VHF, um, you know whether it's texting, whether it's calling, whether it's just locating yourself, whatever it is, uh, Satellite uh, West has access to it. It could be C mail, which is the way to access your internet account when you're at sea or somewhere else. Maybe it's the mobile app. Maybe it's the bivy stick. Maybe it's the utilization of the Iridium satellite network. Whatever it is, uh, Satellite West is here to bring you all the information that you need. Go check them out again at SatelliteWest.com. We want to say thank you to them for sponsoring the program this morning. 
All right, so did I get it? I think phone lines are open. Things are going well. That's all good. I got no, I mean, I the yep, no, I think that I got, I got all the stuff and things. I got all the stuff and things that I need uh, to uh, to talk about you this morning. So I think we're ready to rock and roll. Let's dive into, let's dive into some headlines and see where we are going to go here um, this morning. I think we'll start off with the, uh, with the bump stock ban, uh, because now again, I've said it many times on this program, I could really care less about the actual bump stock itself. Um, I've never used, um, well, I was just, I guess I'll have to say that I have used a bump stock, just not in the way that most people would think. Um, I remember 20 years ago, uh, uh, being able to shoot a 1022 Ruger 1022 uh, that was called the Atchison Accelerator, and it utilized a type of bump stock, and it was fun to shoot. Don't get me wrong, um, but I've never purchased one. I've never used one on an AR or anything else. I really didn't even care. I never had the desire. But the fact that there was this whole reactionary thing that happened after Las Vegas. Uh, after the Las Vegas shooting at the Life is Good Festival. And uh, this hue and cry and this decision by the ATF to reverse, uh, I don't know, was it four or five separate decisions that they had made under the Obama administration where they rescinded all those previous decisions under essentially what was political pressure and then basically said that uh, if you had a bump stock, that it was basically having you had a machine gun and that you had to turn it over, you had to destroy it, you had to do whatever, otherwise it was going to be a felony. I mean, when I saw the mercurial reaction uh, to our gun rights and the, 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 you know, kind of the mercurial decision making process on that, I realized one thing. I may not have cared two wits about the bump stock, but I cared about the Second Amendment. And if they could do that to a bump stock, if they could make a decision on uh, that, you know, if they could override and overturn, uh, I want to say that there were three separate determination letters from the uh, IR, uh, from the ATF, if I recall, during the Obama years, determining that bump stocks were legal. And then just one day they up and decided, nope, now they're not. Now they're all machine guns. And that destroyed many people's livelihood, lives. I mean, people had built companies up uh, with the legal determination letter saying that the product that they were selling or that they were marketing was was, uh, legal and lawful and valid. And overnight, they all got thrown under the bus and our firearms rights grew a little less. Now, again, again, I don't care about the bump stock. I mean, I'm not interested in it. I don't want one. It just doesn't matter to me. The fact is that they decided on a whim to overturn at least three previous determination letters to say that the product was lawful and legal and that people had built up businesses and everything else, that consumers had purchased them with the intent and understanding that these were just legal, lawful novelty items that they could use to make shooting more fun sometimes and do all those things. And the fact that just on a whim, they could decide to go down there and say, psych, 
We said they were legal, but now they're not. Now they're a machine gun, and now you could be committing a felony and uh, turn over all your stuff. And and I mean, it was to me that was a chilling, chilling moment. And quite honestly, it is one of the major failings of the Trump administration. Uh, and I know the listeners to this program are probably not going to be happy to hear that, but this is a major failing by the Trump administration because they not only allowed it to happen, he encouraged it to happen, and he talked about it and bragged about it later on. This is, I mean, it, 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 it's insane. It's, I mean, they are, again, I don't care about the novelty. This is a, it's not something that I ever purchased, ever wanted to purchase. It's a, it's a novelty item at best. But the fact that they could decide on a whim... I mean, this is almost tantamount to the time that the ATF decided to put out a determination letter uh, that said that a piece of string is a machine gun. They literally did this. Uh, I mean, it's the same kind of thing. And if they can decide on a whim that what's going on and what you've been doing and what they have determined in the past is 100% legal and lawful, and they could decide on a whim that now it's not, and now if you continue it or have it or possess it, you're a felon— that, that throws everything into just absolute chaos. You can't ever be sure if tomorrow. What about your forearm braces? You know, what about uh, flash hiders? What about barrel? I mean, there's so many different things. You start looking at it and you go, they could just make an arbitrary decision tomorrow and you'd have to throw out half the stuff in your gun safe. I mean, I'm not, this is not hyperbole. This is, this is what is, that is what actually happened. They said, these were all, these are all lawful legal. I've got the thing. I've got the, nope, nope. We, we were just joking. None of it's lawful and legal. You now have 90 days to get rid of it or you're a felon. That they can decide uh, just the capriciousness of that. If they can decide on a whim that that's what's going to happen, Man, what other of your Second Amendment rights are now going to be under threat and under fire? But the ATF is now one once again. A federal court, appeals court on Tuesday upheld a 29 ruling, uh, 2019 ruling banning the so-called bump stocks. They ruled that guns equipped with bump stocks qualify as machine guns, which federal law almost entirely bans. Now, the Firearms Policy Coalition and other gun rights advocacy groups, uh, I think the GOA was part of that as well, and I believe David Kodria, uh, they they were obviously disappointed. Uh, They think the court made a number of factual and legal errors that we planned uh, in pointing out in further appellate proceedings. So they're going to continue to fight this in court. It's not good news, but it was, uh, you know... This is going to continue to go up the chain and up the ladder. So this is just the first stop. This is a federal appeals court. It's the U.S. Court of Appeals for the D.C. Circuit, which <laughs> you guys chose. a. I don't know if you chose wisely or not when you chose the, uh, the legal setting for that. But this is, uh, you know, bump stocks are not machine guns. They never were machine guns. They just, in, in fact, you don't even need a bump stock to bump fire. 
a semi-automatic rifle. I've bump fired rifles without without. I mean, all you need is a belt loop on your belt if you're if you're into it. I mean, you can you can do that no problem. But how many bump stocks in America got just completely destroyed to comply with an unconstitutional law? And it's not just the unconstitutionalists. It's the fact, again, that it just over just overnight with the wave of a pen or a wink of an eye, gun rights were fundamentally changed. With no process, no review, no nothing else, they just basically said, this is it. Have a nice day. If we find it on your person in 91 days, you're a felon. All right. Um, we got to go. Uh, we're going to come back here. Uh, we've got to, uh, we're going to continue in just a moment. The Michael Duke Show continues. Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. What do you think about this? I mean, I, you know, do you, do you agree with me and think bump stocks are stupid, but the, the precedent that they're setting here is the most troubling part. That's where I'm at. Bump stocks are stupid. But it was the precedent of what they're doing. I mean, do they do it first with something that's stupid? And then later on, they do exactly the same thing with something more important? What are your thoughts? 907-433-3150, The Michael Duke Show. What is that? Common sense. Regularly heard on American radio. Michael Duke Show. Okay, we are... Why? Why? Sorry. I got something in my system that just keeps messing with my stuff, my volume control. I don't know what it is. It's one piece of software in here that is just pissing me off. Um, all right. So, good morning to you, my friends. How are you doing? How's life? Uh, how's life treating you? Uh, love to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, let me uh, go over here and uh, see what you guys have been talking about all morning long. Um, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Brian is excited that he had the first comment in this morning. I'm uh, going through some stuff. Did that rain wake you? It poured. No, I was dead asleep. Um, I actually went to bed uh, and laid in bed a little bit last night for a while before I finally fell asleep. So it was a little late when I did fall asleep. But no, I was gone by the time it was all due. Um, you don't need a special stock to bump fire your gun. No, exactly. I mean, that was Chris from over on Twitch said that. That's exactly what I was saying. You don't need it to, to do it. You can use your belt loop. Um Bump stocks are junk, very inaccurate as your finger must be in the right spot, etc., but shouldn't be banned. Uh, again, if they can make an arbitrary decision about that, they can make an arbitrary decision about anything. The rule of law has been thrown out. Um, ATF should declare pants machines guns. Exactly. If you're using the belt loop of your Levi's, maybe they should take Levi's to court. Take those belt loops out. Those are dangerous. Um, uh, I knew guys that had bump stocks that threw them away after they changed the law. I'm surprised they haven't gone after ammo. Uh, 
Well, there you go. Uh, that's uh, that's that's the whole thing. Um, all right. So how are you guys doing? Are you ready for Friday? I mean, I'm I'm ready for the. I know it was a short week, and I, I have no room to complain. But yeah, I'm ready for the weekend. I am ready for the weekend. Um, oh, I was going to show you. I've been working on some new stuff. Uh, I've been working on some uh, some new T-shirt concepts. Uh, let me see if I can uh, put all this here. I got that there. Desktop doors over here. Uh, about that. Yep, there we go. Okay. So working on a new T-shirt. Here's the new design for the new T-shirt, uh, just for those of you who are uh, taking a look and following along at home. This is the design for the new T-shirt, the front of the new T-shirt. Uh, just say no to government dough. Uh, that's one design, and then this is the, come on, that's the other one. I kind of like the first one. I know everybody else was like, I want to read it from top to bottom, and I like to have to think, I like people to have to puzzle out what you're, what are you reading, what, why is it, what's it saying? To me, it just takes that extra second to get, you got to kind of tilt your head and I don't know, but one or the other, or maybe both, maybe I'll put them both up there and people can have a decision. Do they want to, that'll be the front of the t-shirt. I also did a, uh, I also did another one, um, uh, which, uh, I'm kind of excited about this one is pretty cool. This would be the front of the t-shirt and, uh, the back. Uh, would have the show logo on it, but uh, I just, I just love that. The worst part of of censorship is everything is fine. Trust your government. Um, I love that. I just love that. Uh, anyway, uh, you guys can tell me what your thoughts are on that. And this one would have the uh, this one would have the uh, the the show logo on the back, but I just thought that that was the. I thought that was an eye-catching classic right there. Uh, anyway, you guys can tell me what you think of that. Tell me what you think in the chat room. Uh, I'd love to. I'd love to hear it. Love to hear it. Um, all right, that's it. We gotta go. We're gonna run back into it. The Michael Duke Show, common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Like and share. Let's get uh, to it. Okay, uh, welcome back to the uh, program. It is uh, Firearms Friday here on the Michael Duke Show. The one day a week we dedicate to discussions of the Second Amendment, to gun rights, to firearms laws, to court decisions, to, well, I mean, let's face it, anything that is, uh, anything that has to do with the Second Amendment. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. All right. So um, 
I open up the phone. I don't know if the phones are working or not. They may be working. See, now I got to now now I've got to call myself just to make sure that cuz the sometimes just arbitrarily they out of the blue, they just quit working. I mean, it it technology, folks. Technology is amazing except when it isn't. Technology is amazing except for when it completely and totally fails. So, uh, we'll see here. Um if the phone lines are working, I'm trying to see if, uh, uh, well, no, I can hear, I can hear my own voice. So apparently it's working. Uh, all right. So if you would like to uh, sound off this morning, 907-433-3150, 907-433-3150. Feel free to, uh, to smile and dial and let's get into this. Um, I mean, I guess I'm not the only one. A couple people in the chat room have talked about how they agree that the bump stocks are stupid, but they shouldn't have been banned. Bunk stock, bump stocks are junk, says Kyle. Very inaccurate, as your finger must be in the right spot, etc., but they shouldn't be banned. Sandy says if they can make an arbitrary decision about that, they can make an arbitrary decision about anything. The rule of law has been thrown out. That's what some of this stuff is so troubling. And quite honestly, this is one of the reasons why, I mean, Congress has, is Congress in itself is an abject failure because they have abdicated so much of their constitutional responsibility off onto bureaucracies and to, you know, to different agencies where they're supposed to make the decisions. They're supposed to make the laws. Instead, they build this huge, very vague framework, turn it over to some amorphous government agency and says, well, you guys write the regs on this. We'll, 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 you know, whatever. And so they got this deeming rule process where they go in there and they do it. And, and, and that's the thing. Agencies have been ruling in this country by fiat for decades. That they write a regulation that has the four, or not even just a regulation, because regulation is more official. They just write a rule, like a policy or a procedure, and it has the it has the effect of law because they wrote it, and that is insane. That's when you've got bureaucrats making decisions for people. And utilizing the bludgeon of the full weight and force of the federal government against private citizens over something that Congress, that the, that the, that the elected representatives never really even had a hand in. That's the troubling part to me. Um, but let's, uh, let's, let's continue on with, with this and see what you have to say. I got a couple lines on hold. And so we'll start off over there this morning to see what it is that you guys uh, want to talk about. And we'll start off over here. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, Michael. This is Charlie and Homer. Hello, Charlie. What's on your what mind? I'm calling about, well, what I'm calling about is I've been seeing some ads recently on the Internet uh-huh. on uh, different page, pages that I go to for fuel filters. And these fuel filters look surprisingly and suspiciously like they might be used for some other purpose. Uh, and they're sold in different lengths, different thread sizes and thread pitches. Uh, and I'm just wondering or have been suspicious about whether this might be a sting kind of an operation where you 
buy one of these fuel filters and then use it for some other purpose, and then the government comes to visit with you. Have you seen those? Um, I mean, I've seen I've seen what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Um, they're called they're called solvent traps. Um, and yes. the the and what they what what the what the legal definition of them is is that they're solvent traps so that when you're cleaning your rifles, that you're capturing all the solvent, uh, the gun lube, the the cleaning, the hoppies, everything else. You're you're catching it all in one receptacle. And what it is is it's a threaded adapter that threads onto the end of your barrel, if you have a threaded barrel, and then it threads into the end of what is basically a standard type of fuel filter, like a metal or oil filter case, and you you catch them all in there, and when you're done cleaning it, you throw it all away, right? You throw away the, you keep the adapter, but you throw the filter away. Now, the problem is, of course, is that nudge, nudge, wink, wink, uh, it could also be construed as having a or using a, a suppressor, right? Because an illegal suppressor, because that's essentially what it it, it is uh, acting as. Now, <laughs> the, I, you know, the problem is, is that the ATF uh, and, and company, those guys, those boys have got no sense of humor. I mean, they have... They have busted people for having um, frost plugs and fender washers in a in a shop. Which, for those of you who don't know what those are, those are parts that go on an engine, right? Frost plugs go into the side of engines to prevent them from cracking or freezing, and and they're these little metal caps. And then the big fender washers are the big wide washers that are the size of like a silver dollar. And there have been people who the ATF has gone and collected those pieces and said, look. They had all this in their shop. They had tubing. They had fender washers. They had frost plugs. This is uh, they had. The, this is all parts for a suppressor. And they had a you know a, they've got no sense of humor about that. So while those solvent traps may be technically legal, now it would be illegal to shoot the gun with them on, but to utilize them to to trap all the solvents and everything else is perfectly legal. Um, the, you know, the, I think that there are people out there who are trying to skirt the law, um, by advertising them as one thing, but the wink, wink, nudge, nudge is, is that you're going to go out on the weekend and use it for shooting and do other things like that. So I've seen them, Charlie, I understand what they are. Uh, I have no interest in purchasing one, uh, simply because, uh, nobody needs that kind of attention. You know what I mean? You don't want to bring that kind of attention on yourself. Even if you intended to do nothing, but use it as a solvent trap, that's not something that I would mess with. Well, that's what I was thinking. That it was, it was, uh, an opportunity for someone in the government to find out people were purchasing these solvent traps and then, uh, come visit with them later and maybe cause some issues for them. Yeah. No, I mean, I agree. I mean, again, you could be, you could have the most harmless uh, assortment of parts that had nothing to do with whatever. And if the government has decided that you're a bad person trying to do bad things, they will find some way to make that stuff stick in what you got going on. All righty. Well, right. I, just, I just wanted to bring out, pointed out that it's a, it looked to me like an opportunity to get in trouble yeah. and uh, that I was going to stay away from them. And I wanted to make sure that other people were thinking about that, that, that uh, you know, if you were to attach that to your firearm and uh, touch it off, that you uh, 
could be in big trouble. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. You would not be in trouble right up to the point to where you touched it off. That's correct. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, uh, Charlie, for calling up. I appreciate you uh, appreciate you calling this morning. Uh, 907-433-3150. Suppressors, by the way, are legal, but you have to follow the government edict. You have to fill out the form, the paperwork, pay the $200 tax stamp, wait the up to 10 months, I guess, to get approval from the ATF to do it, and then it can be transferred to you. Um, but building your own su- suppressor or manufacturing or cobbing one together as a kind of an impromptu, that, that's all that's all bad juju. That's a federal felony and years in prison and a big dollar fine. So don't do that. Yeah. Again, even the appearance of impropriety can raise the eyebrows of uh, the three-letter agencies that you don't want tromping around in your backyard. Let's go back over here to the phones. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hi, Michael. This is Bob from Fairbanks. Hello, Bob from Fairbanks. What's on your mind, sir? Um, these uh, 87 new uh, IRS agents that the government's going to hire, right? thanks to uh, Joe Biden and the Democratic Party, these guys are, are going to be allowed to carry firearms. You hear about that? Yeah, no, no. They're they're not only be allowed to carry firearms. Part of the job description, which I saw yesterday on a post, said that they must be willing and able to utilize the firearms in defense of themselves or others and enforcement of law. Deadly force, too. That's what they said. What yeah. They said. Ain't that something? Well, I mean, it, it kind of raises the question of, I mean, why do you need 87,000 new armed agents for a revenue department? I mean, what's the point yeah. of that? This is not a law enforcement division. I mean, this is the internal revenue service. What exactly, uh, you know, why do you need $700,000 worth of ammunition and a and million dollars worth of firearms and and 87,000 new armed employees. What exactly is it that you're gearing up for, is my question. Who knows? Yeah, I think we're living on, I, now we're, I think we're living on East tyranny now. Well, I don't think we're living under tyranny, but I think we can see it from here. You know what I mean? Um, that come close, if not. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm asking questions. I mean, I'm just asking, I, I think that anybody left, right, or center should be asking the question, why do you need 87,000 new armed employees? What What is the, why, I mean, again, you're creating a single division, uh, 87,000, you know, in, uh, armed, armed use, uh, people who are, are told in the job description that they should be ready to use deadly force against citizens, obviously, since citizens are the ones that are dealing with this. I mean, why? What? I haven't seen any. Well, I haven't seen any justification for it. I mean, as to say that we're going after this or we're going after that. Has there been a need for armed IRS agents to go places? Is it? Is it just been a lacking thing? Why all of a sudden? Must be scared of something. Well, either that or they're prepping to do something that they know nobody's going to like and that people will resist. I don't know. I mean, I could come up with all kinds of weird, grandiose ideas, but I think that everybody, regardless of their political persuasion, should be asking themselves, why would, you know... I wish the people in this country wake up. Well, I think some people are, um, and, I, and I'm, I'm hoping that it's uh, 
soon enough and uh, and ready to go. Uh, Bob, thank you for your call this morning. I appreciate you okay, calling. In. That leaves uh, all four lines open. If you'd like to sound off, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to give us a ring. We'll continue our discussions this morning on defensive gun use, uh, the whole Polymer 80 thing. I don't know if you've been following that as well. And the ghost gun challenge. And the uh, CEO of Whole Foods, who's come out and said uh, gun rights are under challenge by socialists. So we'll uh, we'll talk about that and more. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty-Based, Free Thinking Radio. We're broadcasting live through a series of tubes. Allowing all of these entities to provide streaming stuff going on on the the, the Internet. Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Sorry. Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Uh, Welcome back uh, to the commercial break. Welcome back to the commercial break. Hi, how are you? So good to see you. So good to see you. Um, all right. What uh, I'm going to get caught up here in the chat room with uh, everything that's going on. We're going to see what uh, you guys have to say this morning. Uh, let me go. Let me go back over here to the chat room. The chat room. Um, I agree that bump stocks along with binary triggers and braces are novelties. I would disagree that, uh, I would disagree that a binary trigger and a braces are novelties. A brace, um, has a use, although, yeah, I mean, it may be, it's not being used properly by the majority of people who own them, but again, um, you're right. The right to have them, whether they're stupid or novelties or not shall not be infringed. Patrick says uh, that he liked the censorship t-shirt. I do too. I, I really, I really love that. I, I, I got such a kick out of it. It was inspired by a t-shirt that I first saw from the uh, Eskimo Libertarian. She was the first one that uh, she actually uh, posted a picture of herself wearing one that looked like it. And uh, I just made it better. I put the right colors on it and, uh, and did all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, I, I, I just love it. I just love it. Um, so for those of you who, uh, missed it, I'll post a, I'll put a picture up here so you can see, I'm going to get a little bit of a clearer picture so you can see what it is that I was, uh, talking about there. Um, there we go. Come on. Everything's working so slow this morning. Is it me or is everything slow this morning? Am I slow this morning? Uh, my save designs. Okay, uh, here we go. I'll get you a, I'll get you a real clear indicator of uh, what it looks like. Come here, give me that, right there. Uh, and can I zoom in? I can zoom in. Look at that. I zoomed in. Uh, so this is what. Uh, this is what it looks like, just so that you know. Uh, wow, I got way too much stuff going on there. There we go. Um, put that right there. And there you go. That is the that is the new that is the new t-shirt design that I'm working on right now. 
uh, you can see everything is worse. Everything is fine. Don't uh, don't worry about it. I just I just dig that. And then, of course, it's got the beard logo on the back and everything else. But, uh, yeah, if you want to check it out, uh, I'm going to put it up on the I'm going to I'm going to start putting these together. And I'm going to I'm going to I'm working on my website right now where you're going to be able to buy everything straight from the website. T-shirts, coffees, mugs, whatever. That's on my weekend to do list. I'm working on it right now. But I love this T-shirt. I really, really do. And so uh, I wanted to give it a little splash of color. That's why I, I chose the green, because it complements the green in the logo on the back of the shirt, I thought. So anyway, you guys can tell me, you guys can tell me what you think of that. But I, I was pretty proud of that. Pretty darn proud of that. I like that a lot. Um, let's see. Um, uh, I just carry a right. <laughs> Brian says, I just carry a spare couch pillow as a suppressor. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, um, I'm going up there. We had 20. We have 20 women sign up for the handgun training this weekend. I'm an instructor. and love to help out at the range coaching in Palmer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, e, uh, good morning. Good morning, Kyle. Good morning, Kyle. Dale says, let's defund the police so the IRS can police the people. I <laughs> I know, really. We'll defund the police, but uh, we'll defund the police. But uh, you know, we will. We'll also empower the IRS with eighty with eighty seven thousand new uh, armed. You know, but wow, what? Um. All right. Uh, make sure that we all pose the question to the people running for office: what their stance is on the two A. Yeah, I mean, I think it's important to ask those questions for sure. Uh, you know where most of them stand already, so it's not like it's not like it's rocket surgery. Okay. Um, oh, we got. Do we have anybody else on hold? I guess I should get the. I got two people on hold, so let's get their names because we're thirty seconds from returning to the air. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hey there. Good morning. This is John from Fairbanks. How you doing? Good, John. Hold the line. You'll be first up in the queue uh, on here. I'll be right back to you. Don't go anywhere. Number two. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Hello. Hello, caller. Are you there? All right, well, we'll put them back on hold. we got John and Fairbanks up on the line. We'll get things started. Folks, please like and share this video. Like and follow the show page. Subscribe, ring the bell on YouTube. Hit follow on Twitch. Do all the stuff. Let's get back to it. Here we go. All right, continuing on this glorious, wet, and wacky Firearms Friday. It was beautiful yesterday. It was hot uh, day before yesterday, whatever. Anyway, little rainy today, little lot of rainy last night, still flooding in the Matsu. I don't know what it's like in your neck of the woods. Somebody said snow up in the heights around Fairbanks, and I saw pictures of Healy with snow. Um, I mean, it's August the 12th, of all things, for the love of God. What is going on? I don't know. 
But let's talk a little bit more about firearm stuff, shall we? John is up in Fairbanks, and he wanted to sound off, so we'll start off with him over here. Good morning, my friend. Welcome to Firearms Friday. What's on your mind? Hey, good morning, sir. Uh, I listen to your guys' show every morning while I'm heading into work, and uh, it's 87,000 personnel getting hired on to the IRS, uh, getting armed. It almost sounds like they're making some kind of a little army for themselves. And you mentioned earlier, like, the IRS isn't even a law enforcement organization. Right. No, I mean, it's and a ta- it's a tax and revenue division, right. And you're right. I mean, name me one other police force that has 87,000 members of it, right? I mean, you know, maybe Los Angeles or New York City have that many law enforcement officers. But other than that, one other law enforcement agency that's an actual law enforcement agency that has 87,000 armed members. Not only that, but on top of these, you know, random laws or, you know, policies they're trying to put in place, you know, when everyone's asleep and no one's paying attention, it's like they are systematically stripping down the Second Amendment one small piece at a time. So one piece at a time, like, that's not going to really raise much attention unless you're really paying attention to that, uh, you know, Second Amendment uh, situation that's going on at the federal level. Right. Um, and then, like like I said, out on top of that, the IRS, um, you know, them basically arming up. So they are de-arming civilian populations and arming up federal organizations. So, well, and this like is that yeah. so many red flags in my book. John, this isn't the first time. If you remember of the, under the Obama administration at one point, during the peak of the ammunition crisis where you couldn't get ammo, and part of it was that the federal government had put out a multi-million dollar contract for ammunition to for their various agencies. And when you read through the list of agencies, you're like, why does the Food and Drug Administration need 500,000 rounds of ammo? You know, why does the uh, USDA need... Uh, and you went through these agencies and you realized that they had armed... They had armed divisions of the Department of Agriculture and the Food and Drug Administration and the Post Office. And you just went down the list and you're like, how, how, many, armed, how many armed employees are there of the federal government... And they're getting priority and using our monies to arm up all these people. Wait, I thought these folks were public service. What's going on with this? I mean, it just raises some question marks in my mind. Like, why? And and especially right now, are they planning on something? Are they going to go hammer and tong after, you know, middle-class Americans and raise their taxes? And then if you don't comply, they're going to come knock your door down? I mean, is it an intimidation thing? I don't even know. Well, something I've been thinking about is just like this whole food situation, they're telling people, you know, stock up on food, stock up on food. I'm wondering if over the past several years they've been systematically putting these policies in place or making these decisions on purchasing firearms, uh, getting ammunition, and just stockpiling it throughout the country to where if and when something kicks off, now we have a big federal uh, armed government that we would essentially have to go against. God forbid something like that were to happen. 
Yeah, so no, I, I mean that's a that's definitely a <laughs> yeah that's a dystopian nightmare that I don't want to participate in. I mean, you know, nobody wa- I, who wants it. I don't want to throw an armed revolution for anything. I, I just, I mean, I just want the government to live with it, to do live within its means, do what it's supposed to do. And when things like this happen, like I said, I start to scratch my head and go, why? That that's I just want people to ask the question. Why? Why do we need 87,000 new agents? Why do they have to be armed? Why does their job description said they need to be ready to use deadly force? Why? I mean, what? Why? I'm just asking. I mean, why? honestly, the IRS wasn't doing their job to begin with that well. Why, why, do, why am I going to arm you now? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, John, thank you so much for your call. I appreciate you sounding off this morning. Let's uh, go over here, continue on with some phone calls. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Oh, my God, it's Fred. Can you hear me any better now? Hello, Fred. I can hear you now, my friend. What's going on? Yeah, I called you before. I guess my phone was a little messed up. Yeah. Anyway, it's, uh, yeah, I totally, you know, earlier you mentioned the bump stocks. I couldn't agree with you more. You're absolutely right. It's a stupid device. But then again, you know, we've always lived in, under the under the assumptions and the auspices of the free market, you know, free market and open commerce. You know, I mean, if a product is that bad, nobody's going to buy it, and it's going to disappear anyway on right. its own. You don't need right. government regulation, big brother in there, you know, breathing down your neck to sit there and tell you what you can and can't own, what you can and can't do, what you can and can't think, and what you can and can't live by. And that's just st- totally stupid. But then again, you know, look at <laughs> look at who, just look, look at the just look at the current administration. You want to really find it. Complete definition, stupid, and everything that goes with them. Right. But anyway, the reason you know the reason why I'm calling is, you know, this whole thing with the the government intervention, the government breathing down your neck, and the government trying to, uh, you know, get into every aspect of your life, especially the, you know, and the, the dismantling of the Second Amendment. If, and, you know, the old saying is, if you want to kill a deadly snake, cut the head off, and that's exactly what we should be doing here. You know, this whole thing begins with people who are trying to sit there and drive the bus. They want to sit there and they just assume that. They had the power, and they had the uh, they had the authority, and they had the right to just move in and to hell with the Constitution, to hell with the Bill of Rights. We're just going to do what we want to do and screw it all, you know, just just to hell with all of it. And this is wrong, you know. But they, there are certain individuals that are behind us, and we have to fit them, identify them, because they're not being, you know, they're just going to continue doing what they're doing, and they get the little minions to go out and actually do the legwork. But they're the ones who are making up the policies and making the decisions as to what they want to do, not not what's what's what, what's right for, what's right by law. But they don't care about law. They don't care about you, and they don't care about your rights. They just want to do their thing. And let's till people realize that it's you know there are certain individuals, you know, like Pelosi, you like Schumer, you got Biden, and a whole bunch of others, a whole bunch of others behind the scenes, like uh, Bloomberg and Soros, especially Soros. He's a real rat. Right. But, uh, you know, that it, we really got to really got to identify the sources and drag them out. And I think I, I think that will solve a lot of problems right there. Once they know who the enemy is, then you know where to, where, where to plan your attack and, you know, take it all back. Well, I mean, again, I, I agree with what John was saying earlier. It's incrementalism, right? I mean, it's the frog in the pot analogy. You know, how do you keep the frog in the pot? You don't throw him in a pot of boiling water because he'll hop, he'll get scalded and, and hop right out. But if you make it lukewarm and then put him in it and then just crank it up a degree at a time, the next thing you know, he's cooked. And that's what I think we're dealing with here uh, in, in a many of these instances. It's incrementalism. Um, final thoughts, Fred, here. I got less than a minute. 
Well, I think that I think that pretty much narrows it down. We got to find out who the who the enemy is, and then you know deal with them accordingly. Really. You well, know, and, and I by and public I, exposure, but they'd just be embarrassed to death. Really, they, that, that yeah. whole thing would just dry up overnight. I, I, mean, I don't know. Once, it, once, once it came out as to who they are. Yeah, Fred, I don't know if I want to phrase it as the enemy, uh, because, I mean, I think that has some negative connotations. I mean, these are people that we disagree with. They may have a different they may have a different plan. I don't know if I want to use the word enemy for a variety of reasons, but mostly because I think we just need to know where our freedoms are being taken from, where they're being infringed, and we need to fight back on that. Uh, I'm leery to use some, sometimes I'm weary to use charged language because I don't want to lose people in the middle who may or just, you know, we're trying to educate him on this. So anyway, thank you, Fred, for your call. I appreciate you calling in and joining us. I got two lines on hold. We're going to talk to them here on the other side. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio. All right, I got two lines on hold. I'm going to talk to both of you here in just a hot second. I'm going to get your names and see if you're going to stick with us through the top of the hour break. We'll go over here first. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Jeremy. Okay, Jeremy, are you going to hold with me through the break here? Yep. Okay, all right, I'm going to put you down then. Jeremy Kasiloff, I'm going to put you uh, put you down. You're going to be number one in the uh, in the queue here. Jeremy, hold the line. Let's go to number two. Good morning, who's this? Where are you calling from? Terry, calling from Kodiak. Hello, Terry from Kodiak. Would you hold the line? You're going to stick with us through the break? Yeah. Okay, you'll be number two then, Terry. Hold the line. We'll be right back to you. All right, that's uh, two calls right there. Um, All right, Uh, let me go back. Um, Let me go back up here to see what's uh, going on. Um, Earplugs suppress the noise in her cheap. Surgery on a rocket. You are good. Um, No waiting on the earplugs. Sunshine and catch a can, says Susie. Good for you. Soldatna 57, warm, windy, and rainy. Um, one bit of good news is Alaska has finally done away with a front license plate. Passed into law yesterday. Yeah, and that's good stuff. I think, you know, it may be a minor victory, but it's a victory nonetheless. Uh, check out independent investigative journalist Mel K. I don't know who that, uh, I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. Um, I'll have to, um, I'll have to, I'll have to find it out. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, 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 oh, I'm typing a message to Chris Chang. He's asking me a question. Uh, uh, right there. Okay. Uh, okay. So, uh, we'll, uh, jump into that. Um, and I could say, uh, uh, feel free to join anytime after seven, ten. Okay. Uh, uh, eight, uh, ten, uh, PST. Okay. All right. Sorry. Um, all right, uh, let's get back into it here. Uh, Brian says, uh, he's quoting Obama here, we cannot continue to rely on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives we set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well-funded. Yeah, those, those kind of comments always made me like 
what? What? Um, I don't know exactly what that. I don't know exactly what's going on there, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not too thrilled about it. Um, that's for sure. Um, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, on the other hand, federal agencies are notoriously poor custodians of consumables such as ammunition. Imagine some, well, let me just post this up here. Imagine some little old bureaucrat selling a couple of cases of ammo to make a nice Christmas for his kids. Our hookers are blow. It could take years before it was accounted for. That's true. That's a hundred percent true as well. Um, um, there's a Mike shower, Kevin McCabe event going on, uh, in, Healy tonight. Um, uh, okay. All right. The District 35 endorsed Click Bishop and Elijah. Uh, well, I thought, well, yesterday Elijah said that he had gotten the endorsement that Clicks had failed, but that there was a question about whether or not one of the delegates, whether they could actually vote or whatever. And so he said that that might be coming. So not surprising, but at the same time, disappointing. Absolutely. Absolutely disappointing. If that's, uh, uh, if that's the case. Um, all right. We got a couple lines on hold. Oh, we got a new, we got a new caller on hold too. Let's uh, see them real quick, who they are and where they're calling from. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Okay, Brady. Well, your 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 man, your phone is like jacked up, man. All I can hear is uh, I can hear garbly, 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 and you're third in the queue. So I'll tell you what. Why don't you drive for a little bit or do whatever you're doing and call me back because your phone is your phone is trash right now, my friend. Uh, so call call me back. You're third up in the queue at this point. Um, I'll put you on hold just in case it clears up. But uh, you've got a couple people ahead of you, so uh, don't uh, don't go anywhere. Um, all right, um, I'm still jacked up about these t-shirts. Still, I'm still loving this t. And the new one, of course, is the. <laughs> this is my this is my new favorite right here. Well, the other one, I actually like the other one better, but I love this this phrase from Don Ardwin. Uh, Just say no to government dough. Um. And I actually, I actually like this one. This is the other one. And, and I put it up to a poll of Common Sense Core members, and everybody's like, oh, they like this one. I don't know why, but I just like this one where it's kind of turned and it, it, you got to think about it. You got to read through it. You don't just glance at it. And, you know, I don't know. I think maybe I'll do both of them. I think maybe I'll do, maybe we'll let people vote with their money if they want to do t shirts. Um, they still need a little bit of tweaking and spacing and everything else. These are just like mock ups, but. Um, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think I like the, uh, I think I like the, the, the first one, but, um, we'll, we'll see what's going on here. Um, <clears throat> I love both. Yes. Donna Ardwin. Um, um, Americans for Prosperity Bernadette Wilson is a Lisa Murkowski loyalist. Hmm. I don't know, Karen. I, I am not, I'm not convinced of that. I'll, I'll just be honest. Knowing what I know, I'm not convinced of that. All right. Uh, Jeremy and Terry are both on the phone lines. We've got another call calling in. We're about to jump back into it. The Michael Duke Show continues. It is your home for common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio. 
Let's get back to it. Here we go. Firearms Friday. Buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. The Michael Duke Show. I have two guns, one for each of you. Firearms Friday. As Thomas Jefferson stated, it is the right and duty of the people to be at all times armed. To be at all times armed. Say hello to my little friend! I say that the Second Amendment is, in order of importance, the First Amendment. The right to keep and bear arms is the one right that allows rights to exist at all. Michael Duke Show. The right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Not be infringed. Firearms. From my cold, dead hands. Friday. Take my rifle, where's my gun? This is for fighting, it's for fun. Firearms Friday. Firearms Friday, your chance to sound off on issues of a 2A nature right here on the Michael Duke Show. Uh, we've got open line, open forum today, open it's gun Q&A all day is what we like to call it. All the talk all the day long about firearms and gun rights and, and gun laws and everything else. That's what Friday's dedicated to. Coming up here in about uh, 10, 12 minutes, we're going to be talking with Chris Chang, Top Shot champion from Season 4 of the Top Shot Show. Meanwhile, we've got some lines on hold uh, that held over the top of the hour, so let's get to them first. Jeremy's down in Kasilov, and he wanted to sound off this morning. Jeremy, what's on your mind? Well, maybe you could ask Christine about uh, how he feels about restoration of rights. Because uh, I've been violated by the troopers a couple of times, you know, for violating their oath of office. And, um,. But, you know, the restoration of rights. You're talking about the restoration of, you're talking about the restoration of your firearms rights for people who've been convicted of a felony? Yeah, all of the above. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, Yeah, I mean, we've talked about that on the program before, but I can, uh, I'll see if I can work that into the conversation with Chris Chang and ask him about what his thoughts are. So, uh, what? Why don't these, uh, why do they tell me, um, oh, if there's a handgun up there, then somebody's going to jail for Man, well, look, the, the, do you not understand the, uh, Alaska laws or Alaska Constitution? Yeah, I mean Alaska law does allow for people who have uh, convicted uh, who are convicted and served time in the past. There is, you know, laws in Alaska that allows them to purchase and own long guns uh even though it's still uh, again in uh, violation of federal law if you're if it was a federal uh if it was a federal uh, uh, felony. But they do not allow handguns uh as well. So you could still own a rifle or a shotgun. 
but not a pistol. That's the that's the point of that. But I'll ask Chris Chang about that, uh, Jeremy, and see what he has to say. Thank you for holding on and, uh, and taking your and uh, waiting for the call. Let's go over to Terry, who's down in Kodiak. Terry, what's on your mind this morning on Firearms Friday? Yeah, I was just thinking about uh, when my dad had H and R Block in uh, Ketchikan back in the uh, early seventies, and then later he started a tax service uh, up on the mainland, and he, he used to tell me about the horrors of what the IRS would do and get away with, and <laughs> I, I was thinking about how uh, when I went to college and. Uh, northern idaho back in the 80s late 80s uh they were having a lot of trouble there with a paramilitary group uh and later on after i graduated and came back to alaska uh people were telling me that the irs was finally the only agency that could get that rotten paramilitary group shut down (laughs) It was a real freaky group. It was definitely anti-American. Um, so the IRS was doing a good thing then, but I just keep wondering with uh, hearing about on the Jimmy Kimmel show, uh, in, I think it was June, Joe Biden wanted all the people he called uh, his enemies, the deplorables, he wanted them jailed. I just wonder if uh, the IRS is, is trying to, you know, target uh, nonprofit groups now to well, shut them down. Look, uh, yeah, I mean, Terry, we've seen the IRS be weaponized in the past. We saw it under the Obama administration. We saw conservative nonprofits being audited and, and lots of other things like that. I mean, if there's one agency in this country that makes the average American you know, sit up in bed at night with a cold sweat, it's the IRS. Uh, I mean, right? I mean, it is the... That is the one thing that can make your your blood run cold anytime you see it, just because you're never sure if you, you know, like, I mean, if I see a letter, if I if I get the mail out of the mailbox and I see the letter with a little black stripe in the corner that I know is an IRS letter, I'm always like, uh oh, what did I make a mistake on? What did I do wrong? You know, what's going on? Because it is the one agency that, you know, again, has got a reputation for basically just putting the screws to people at any turn for whatever reason whatsoever. It's always something that makes Americans very worried. And then I ask the question again, why do we need 87,000 new armed agents? What's the plan for them? What, what, why are you, and I really haven't heard a good justification for why they need to have so many people being armed, being trained and being willing to use as according to their job description be will be willing to use deadly force. I mean that that just makes me ask the question: Why uh, would you do that? But um, I mean, I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah, I I was uh, kind of hoping that the state uh, attorney general would just keep the IRS out of Alaska. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think that's going to be a tough thing. Uh, I mean, they could basic they could say that they're not going to allow the federal government to use uh, state resources to enforce some of those things, but they can't keep them out at that point uh, anyway. Uh, Terry, thank you for calling in this morning. It's good to hear from you. Thank you for calling in from Kodiak. Let's go over to the next call. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? 
Yeah, hi, Mike. Brady calling back. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Brady. What's going on? Brady in Las Vegas. What's on your mind? Oh, we got some epic flooding here. It's not making the news. I'm in actually by Arizona, by the west rim of the canyon, and we got three inches of rain in one hour. So I am all in favor of global warming. I love it. I think it's the best thing that's ever happened. It's cause It's so warming out, it's causing rain. The science can't figure it out. I love it. Anyways, uh, you talked about the Mandalay shooting back here in Vegas. I happen to be within one mile. I live within two miles of Mandalay Bay here right now. Mm-hmm. And I was very happy that that guy used the bump stock. And I was very happy that he didn't use hollow point ammo because when he was using his gun, it was, in, it was uh, burning the barrels right up. That's why he had 10 or 12 in the corner all ready to go. And if he would have been using hollow points, we would have probably had 1,500 people dead that night because they would have been dead from the round. But they were they were passing right through a lot of the people. Well, um, the bump stock, you really don't need one. All you need is a simple rubber band to go around your front trigger and behind the trigger guard. That automatically makes a bump stock with an AR and SKS. Or well, an AK. Right. I mean, this is something. That, Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, this is something we talked about. I mean, a bump stock, again, is a novelty item. You don't need it to, to actually function. You can bump You can bump pretty much almost any semi-automatic rifle at that point uh, if you right. do it right. But, uh, I mean, I don't know if I would say that I'm glad that he used certain things. I mean, it was it, it's a tragedy. But, uh, I mean, it, it definitely could have been worse if he had used different equipment. Uh, if Of all the things that had to be singled out if the bump stock is the one thing then that's i mean i guess that's a that is a positive in some way but the problem is again brady is what really appalled me about this was not that i care anything about bump stocks the fact is that they had made legal determinations multiple times that the bump stock was legal and then just overnight they arbitrarily decided that the bump stock was no longer just no, no longer legal, that everybody who owned one could be a felon, that all these companies that were manufacturing them and distributing them could be fe- – I mean, that's what that's what bothered me more than anything else. Well, one thing you're talking about that, how they can ban stuff, but what the Democrats' goal is is to go after the manufacturers of the gun like they did after Remington, after the Sandy Hook shooting. They bankrupted that company. That's their true goal. They just don't want any guns produced anymore. They'd rather give them to the Taliban and uh, the Ukrainian neo-Nazis. They love arming them. They love arming the Taliban, and they love taking American weapons away from us. Yeah. So right now we're at a stage of war with our own government. It's militia time, baby. Arm up. Lock and load, baby. Well, I mean, look, I, I think that there's plenty of Americans who are armed out there, and, I mean, I definitely recommend that if you have an interest in firearms, you get one now. And you get the training and you get the ammunition and everything you need just because, you know, you don't know what tomorrow could bring as far as laws. Uh, but you're right. It's ironic that the government is out there arming everybody from, uh, from uh, you know, jihadis to terrorists to questionable actors and at the same time demanding that they strip everything away from American citizens. I agree with that, Brady. Thank you for your call. Let's go over here. One final call before we go to break. Good morning. Who's this? Where are you calling from? Yeah, hi, Mike. This is uh, Reuben McNeil up in uh, Fairbanks, Alaska. Hello, Reuben. What's on your uh, mind? Uh, yeah, full disclosure, Mike. I'm actually a candidate in uh, House District 35. I'm the other Republican mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. here in Fairbanks. 
And uh, I just wanted to kind of call in. Uh, I've always wanted to call in on your uh, Firearms Friday call. and uh, But I kind of wanted to comment real fast about this ghost guns argument. And uh, I find it to be absolutely offensive to Americans in general uh, in how we operate from a freedom standpoint. You know, I, uh, um, you know, the, you know, the, the innovation and the ingenuity um, around 3D printing and things like that um, is actually, is that, it's, it's kind of a, it, it's, it's, you know, it's what Americans do, you know, you know, to engage in their Second Amendment right, but it's also how they operate in the, in the market that is, that is here. The, and the expense in buying guns and whatnot and, and trying to control that and work with that and still enjoy their Second Amendment right. And when the government, you know, does things like this uh, and labels it a ghost gun and then blames these shootings and whatnot on a material, you know, a, 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 a material thing right. because it doesn't have a serial right. number makes me crazy, Mike just makes me absolutely crazy. Yeah, I mean, look, now, the, the number of ghost guns that have been used in, in crimes is minuscule. I mean, vanishingly small. And yet they act like it's the next best, you know, it's the next biggest thing and it's being used daily to to uh, to kill people and everything else with no with no back, you know, they, they make it sound scary, therefore they get the public to go along with it. Well, you know, you know, you, you put a ser- you know, you put a serial number on a gun, and uh, and uh, it doesn't make it less dangerous in the hands of someone that wants to kill another person. I mean, it, it makes me crazy. It's just more control over the citizenry in regards to a cherished Second Amendment right. Right. Uh, you know, uh, you know, as a, as you know, as a candidate, I'm a, I'm a staunch Second Amendment supporter, uh, and it's not because I, you know I like to hunt. You know, and right. uh, um, bump stocks, I, I've never used one. I've seen them in action. Um, you know, they affect accuracy, which is why I don't use them or why I've never pursued them. I mean, uh, the, my whole point of sh- enjoying the, the sport of shooting and is for accuracy. You know, uh, I like to hunt and stuff, you know, but it, it's, you know, all of these laws and all of these attempts, going forward that's ramping up sets precedent upon precedent upon precedent for them to go further and further and further right and the, the american people need to to stand up recognize what's going on identify the allies in this fight and uh uh right. and uh, and put these people in positions of power mike right well, and that's all i want to say ruben i i mean look i agree with you this goes back to what we were talking about earlier which is incrementalism it's the frog in the pot it's the little things it's the you know a little taking here a little taking there pretty soon you didn't realize that all those things were taken away and i agree with you we we need to be paying attention to those things ruben i gotta go thank you for your call i appreciate it we're going to continue here in just a hot second. Chris Chang, Top Shot champion from Season 4, uh, will be joining us, author of the book Shoot to Win. We're going to continue and uh, pick things up with him here in just a hot minute. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, Free Thinking Radio. 
Streaming live every weekday morning on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay, uh, we're in the break right now, and I see that uh, my brother Chris Chang is uh, in the room and ready to go. Let's get him, uh, bring him on board. Look at this. We're doing the new video hey. thing. Hey. Uh, hey, how are you? Uh, how, how are you doing, my friend? How are, how's, life, uh, how's life treating you? Um, no complaints, man. It's, um, I don't know. It's, uh, life is good. Life is good. And look at this. Yeah. I, I popped for, uh, I got some new stuff and then I started using StreamYard to multicast and everything else. And there's all kinds of bells and whistles here that are, uh, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. Uh, we've been using it with a lot of the local candidates and everything. So, uh, welcome to the, uh, welcome to the new version of the show. We appreciate you coming on board uh, here this morning. Um, love it. Yeah, no, it's love it. And and you've you said you've used this uh, Streamyard uh, stuff before. I think this is the way to go. I'm I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about uh, what they can do here with this. So um, it's going to be good. So Chris, I've got you up here. If you'll hold the line for me for just a hot second, we'll be right back to you. And we're going to pick it up. Anything specifically you want to hit on today, Chris? Before we uh, before I uh, jump into this, um, I think you know August is National Shooting Sports Month. And so this is a you know industry wide effort to get new shooters and uh, and and current gun owners you know out to the range. So yeah, I'd love to talk a little bit about that. Sure, absolutely. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit with you too about the ghost gun uh, thing and the new uh, the new challenges that are going on to that. Um, and uh, we could talk about uh, pretty much anything else at this point as well. So we'll get back into this. So Chris Chang, hold the line. We'll be uh, I'll be right back to you. Chris Chang, Top Shot Champion, Season Four. Author of the book "Shoot to Win." Uh, we're gonna uh, we're gonna continue with him. Um, all right, we're gonna close the phone lines for now, and uh, we're gonna uh, uh, lock it in because we've got Chris Chang, and then we're gonna be doing Willie Waffle for the end of the day. Um, that's just to kind of lighten things up for our entertainment report. We're gonna talk about we're I think we're gonna talk about some shoot 'em up movies too, which is still kind of in the firearms Friday vein. Not not too bad. Anybody else see the uh, new John Wick four trailer that came out last week? Ooh, ooh, uh, the gun fu is strong in that movie. That's gonna be fun stuff. And then of course uh, I think we're also gonna talk about the new Brad Pitt movie, which is a bunch of assassins on a bullet train, which should be fun. It's you know. It's all fun and games till somebody ruptures a spleen or something on the uh, on the bullet train. Um, all right, let me jump back into the uh, chat room here and see what else uh, you guys have been talking about here. Um, easy solution to the bump stock situation, says Sean. Repeal the NFA. Hey, uh, you've you've got my support. That's all I'm saying. You've got my that would fix actually a lot of the problems that we have going around there. Um, again, you're not seeing NFA items being used in many crimes. In fact, it's st- it's statistically insignificant the number of NFA items that are being used in crimes out there. Uh, as we pointed out many, many times, the vast majority of crimes re- re- revolving around firearms are basically pistols, um, suppressors, short barrel rifles, short barrel shotguns, AOWs, all that stuff. The the the, the very very little, very very little. Um, 
Uh, he also said bureaucrats can't fix problems because if they did, there wouldn't be a need for their job anymore. Vested interest is keeping problems long term. And again, this is the nature of government. It doesn't make government, uh, like I said, it doesn't make it necessarily evil, but you have to understand the nature of the beast. And the nature of the beast is justification. They have to justify their positions. And to do so, they have to expand their power so that it's easy justification so they can increase and increase their budgets. And do. That's just the nature of the beast. You have to understand that. That's what it's... Uh, that's what it's all. Uh, uh, that's what it's all about. Um, uh, Biden said your uh, Second Amendment is not guaranteed, like he is going to strike it from the Constitution. Biden said a lot of things, including you know that you couldn't own cannon and other things that were blatantly untrue about the Second Amendment. He is no constitutional scholar. Let's just put it that way. He he basically has an agenda and has no problem repeating absolute blatant falsehoods when it comes to that kind of stuff. So that is 100% true. All right. Uh, we're about 20 seconds out right now, ready to rejoin uh, the radio. And we got Chris Chang as our guest. I'm really I'm happy and excited about it. And that's the reminder that it's time to get back to the radio. That's it. Ding, ding, ding. Round one, you're in. Let's get it going on. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense Radio. Here we go. All right, we're continuing now. Firearms Friday. Our guest for today is Chris Chang, Top Shot champion from season four of the show Top Shot. He joins us this morning live from the Bay Area, giving us a little bit of a rundown of what he sees from uh, the People's Republic of California and uh, what's going on down there. Good good uh, morning, my friend. How's uh, how's life in your world? Yeah, uh Things have been wonderful and uh, a lot of exciting stuff going on. And yeah, happy to be here with your listeners today. Well, and you were just talking about what you wanted to talk about and uh, shooting sports month. I mean, we're ready to go. What's uh, what's on your plate today? What's on your mind? Give us uh, give us some thoughts for you before I dive into my stuff. Yeah, so August is National Shooting Sports Month, which is a firearms industry initiative designed to get people out to the range. And whether you're a new shooter or a current gun owner, the idea is to get out there and practice, train, shoot, have a great time. And it's, uh, it's, I think this is the fourth year that National Shooting Sports Month has, uh, has been a thing. And so every year there's just more and more people who are you know, going out to either learn how to shoot or, or go and train. And it's uh, also combined with the plus one movement, which is all about right, bringing a plus one, whether that's your friend, your significant other, uh, a colleague, bring them to the range. And because we know if we're going to preserve our Second Amendment rights, we have to be thinking about not just growing the pie, right, and bringing more people into the firearms space, but we also have to be thinking about the future, right? So this is about training younger folks, right, getting them interested and involved, uh, you know, in our Second Amendment rights. And maybe it's not always about the Second Amendment, right, for some new shooters, right? Oftentimes, it's just simply about the joy of going out to learn how to shoot, right. being with friends and family and loved ones, and obviously then the self-defense personal protection angle, right, is another uh, great reason uh, and valid reason, right, that many people come to learn how to shoot. So yeah, August is National Shooting Sports Month. 
I want to highly encourage everybody to get out to the range and bring someone with you. You know, it's interesting to watch when you bring somebody to the range. Um, it 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 can make more of a difference than hours worth of argument and discussion. You simply put a small caliber revolver or rifle in somebody's hands for the first time, and you allow them to shoot it. You overcome some of the uh, some of that innate fear that they have because they've been watching the news media for years, right? Uh, and all of a sudden, they realize that this is a lot of fun. You know, you make a little steel ring, you shoot a few bottles, you you hit some some bullseyes on a target, you show them how easy and how and how uh, uh, fun it is, and all of a sudden you can convert people that you never would have converted in your life before. It's a, it's an amazing opportunity. The plus one is definitely the biggest part of this movement right now. Indeed. And, you know, last week I was in Detroit, Michigan at an, a really incredible event. It was free firearms training for women. And my friend Rick Ector, who's held this event over the past 11 years, there were over a thousand women who came over the weekend for free firearms training. I was one of many firearms instructors who, who volunteered our time. You know, the ammunition was donated, the, the range lanes were donated, the firearm rentals all donated. It was this great community effort right, where we all came together and helped empower and train over a thousand women for free. And like you said, you know, there were a lot of women who, you know, had never shot before and they were, you know, scared for a variety of reasons. But after they learned how to safely handle and shoot, you know, those fears turned to smiles. And it's it's just right. It's a very game changing moment, right, to to see someone learn how to safely use a firearm. Well, and, you know, that's what fire, Firearms Friday grew out of a need to try and demystify the firearm, you know, to try and counteract some of the narrative that you heard in the news media and the mainstream entertainment industry and things about guns and danger. And, you know, Bobby was such a good kid till somebody handed him a gun and then he, he became deranged kind of thing. And you're like... It's a tool like any other. You show them. It could it could be fun. You could have a good time using woodworking tools. You could have a good time going shooting. Either one. They're dangerous tools, but it uh, it definitely is. Uh, uh, it's good to see, and I'm glad the National Shooting Sports Foundation has done that. Now you've been a spokesperson for the NSSF in the past. That was part of the deal with Top Shot. You came out. You got a. You 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 became part of their their spokesperson group. Uh, that led to other things. I mean, where are you at these days? What's uh, what's going on in Chris Chang's life as far as firearms? Yeah, I mean, for me, uh, firearms, um, you know, suicide prevention is a, a huge focus for me. And, you know, this is about, um, you know, being a gay American, I'm very well aware of marginalized communities and, and that feeling of, you know, being marginalized and feeling marginalized and, you know, mental health, right? And, and, and those who are having and going through mental health crises, it, those are people that don't get enough of our attention. Right. right? And. So, you know, when we talk about the number of deaths in our country every year, there's about 40,000 Americans who die by a firearm every year. Two thirds of those are suicides. And until about eight years ago, no one in the firearms industry was really talking about this. Right. There was no plan and no action plan, right, to tackle and reduce the suicide rate by firearm. And so, you know, over the past uh, few years, we've made just tremendous strides and, and huge, I mean, monumental shifts in not just the firearms industry, but the medical industry and medical providers in terms of how 
medical frontline providers are, are delivering mental health services to gun owners. Right. Conversely, right, the firearms industry and community, we're educating gun owners around how, you know, just because you want to go talk to a therapist about being depressed or having, you know, if you have something else going on in your life, that doesn't mean you're going to get red flagged, right? That doesn't right. mean that you are you know, going to have your guns taken away. Now, of course, like that is a risk. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? This is a real, real risk, right? So we're trying to tackle this from different angles, right? Of educating mental health therapists that, right, just because you have a, 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 a patient who owns guns doesn't make us dangerous, right? right? That, that's not the inherent, that, that's, a, that's not a, an immediate conclusion that a therapist should should jump to. So I guess the last thing to mention on this is, you know, there, there's a suicide prevention phone number, a hotline. It's been around for a long time. It's, you know, but this long 1-800 number, the government just released a new phone number called 988. It's essentially literally the 911 for mental health crises, right? So right. If, uh, if, if someone's, you know, experiencing a, a mental health issue, dial 988. It's a free phone call. And, you know, for those of us in the Second Amendment sphere, right, when there's a mass shooting, when there's some criminal, right, who goes and does something you know, terrible with a firearm, we often say we need to tackle mental health. Right, right. But, but we don't have any specifics. Right? Well, what, is, what does that mean exactly? Right. So the 988 initiative is, is not just about suicide prevention, although a lot of mass shootings are, you know, suicide by cop, essentially. Right. But this is about how do we take a people focused approach to reducing violence, right? We, we shouldn't be focusing on the firearm or tools, right, that criminals are using. This, violence and crime is fundamentally a people problem. And mental health is one of these key levers that I think we need to be pulling harder and diving in and giving people the support and the help that they need so we not only hopefully see reduction in suicide, but reduction in crime, reduction in just general conflict right. in our society, right? When people have their mental health issues addressed and resolved, right? That's better for you, for me, for everyone in our communities. So I'm really excited about the 988 initiative, the NSSF and, and the firearms industry is really getting behind firearms, uh, suicide prevention initiatives. So yeah, right. keep an eye out on suicide prevention in the gun space. Well, it's, it's a really, really interesting and exciting time. We, we've got a mental health crisis in this country. There's no doubt about it. Um, and when you can join that with firearms, there's a lot of stigmas. There's a lot of problems. And I'm glad to see that there's organizations out there, you know, Walk the Talk America, the National Shooting Sports Foundation, a lot of these different, you know, they're taking these things in hand. We need to get proactive with it, and it's good to see it happening. Um, and uh, I'm happy to see that we're finally talking about it because, again, the gun control organizations, they love to throw those numbers out there and conflate all the suicides with gun violence and everything else. We need to separate that out and, again, destigmatize mental health treatment so people don't feel afraid uh, of that kind of stuff. Chris Chang, Top Shot Champion Season 4. You could find him at TopShotChris.com. Um, thank you, my friend, for coming on board. It was good to see you this morning, for real, to see you. I appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> we actually have humanoid forms. I know. We actually are actual, actual human beings. All right. Thank you, Chris, uh, for coming on board. Hold the line for just a second. Folks, we're out of time. Willie Waffle up next. The Michael Duke Show, Common Sense Radio.
All right, we're in the break right now. Chris, I just wanted to, again, give you a second bite at the apple in case there was anything else we missed that you wanted to talk. We had a little, a little short this morning, but, uh, uh, and again, since I can see you and we can uh, we can chat, I just wanted to give you a chance to uh, follow up on anything that you wanted to say there. Well, you know, I guess on a very lighthearted note, uh, there's a new book that just came out. It's Heat 2. It's a sequel of sorts to the movie Heat. Which uh, you know, I know you're rolling into a second a segment with Willie Waffle about you know a great movie uh, right. gunfights. You know, Heat has one of the most epic gunfights ever, right? Downtown L.A. bank robbery, right? You know, gone wrong, and so Heat Two, the book, you know, just came out. It's been thirty some years, and uh, I was reading some of the background about how you know they were thinking about right making a movie, right, sequel, but the book is. The first, well, we'll see, right? The, the book hopefully will become very popular. And so far, you know, I've been reading it. The first, the first, uh, you know, quarter of the book is awesome. It's so amazing. You, yeah. We're, yeah. If you're a fan of Heat the movie, check out Heat 2 the book and, uh, yeah, have, have, have fun. Have you it's, caught, uh, have you caught, so uh, have you caught Chris Pratt's, uh, the terminal list yet on Amazon? Yeah. You know, I, I gotta be frank. I, I did not like it. You didn't like I it, did. huh? Like it. No, oh, yeah. it just it felt like all the spy tropes and sort of memes just they, they were trying too hard. And I don't know, some of the cinematography just wasn't very good. It just made it feel a little fake to me. Maybe I'm in the minority, but I was I'm not a fan of the terminal list. Oh, I, just, I, just, I, I did enjoy that. I thought it was good. Now, what I'm really waiting for is the new Chris Hemsworth uh, sequel. Uh, extraction extraction two uh did you see extraction on netflix yeah so uh, yeah extraction was 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 great i mean that was pretty yeah. riveting and thrilling yeah i didn't know there's a sequel coming out so yeah. i'll definitely catch looks that. like this fall they're going to be putting out this they're filming it now apparently and so they're going to be putting it out this fall i can't wait for that as well so nice. well, it's always good to, to know uh, where everybody stands and uh and what movies they like john wick four of course everybody's waiting for oh. john wick oh yeah <laughs> i mean talk about that's tropes that's a pretty thin plot overall but still at the same time but, yeah wow <laughs> yeah uh well good uh top shot chris chang thank you my friend it's good to see you and uh, we'll uh, we'll Likewise. Ca- we'll catch you next month okay indeed i look forward to the next one all right thanks so much top shot chris chang uh our guest this morning on the program um all right uh coming up into it here we have got uh we've got uh uh willie waffle waiting for the phone call here we're about three minutes away from that um uh 12th man uh off the grid Dude, if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. That's all I'm saying. Um, I uh, I enjoy uh, I enjoy Chris Chang. I think he brings a great perspective, and uh, I love uh, I love uh, the work that he does. Um, and uh, so, <laughs> Dan just said, "Shut up." Yeah, uh, if you don't like it, twelfth man, that's okay. You don't have to listen. There's an off button over right there on the side. Uh, all right. Um, Daniel says, yes, I'm not the only one. I didn't care for it either. I enjoyed it. I finished it last night. I was watching the Terminal List last night. Um, I mean, was it the most original story? No. I thought Chris Pratt did an amazing job. Um, I thought there was a lot of good moments in it. Um, I did see the twist coming at the end. Uh, Unfortunately, I saw that, uh, which told me that it wasn't fantastic, that it was good, but not fantastic. Um, I think they're fantastic when I don't see the twists coming. Um, 
Uh, it, uh, but anyway, a good, good, good flick. I enjoyed it. I'm waiting for season two. Um, I'll be, uh, I'll definitely be watching for that. Um, I do enjoy, uh, they've done a couple movies or a couple shows in that theme. Uh, Jack Ryan, the Jack Ryan, uh, 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 series. I enjoy that one as well. Um, uh, SEAL Team, uh, on, uh, that's David Boreanaz from Bones and Buffy, uh, on SEAL Team. I enjoy that one as well. There's some, there's some good ones out there. Um, all right. Um, what else? Uh, I spent 23 years in the Navy. I'm familiar with the firearms, but after going through point blank, this is Tawny talking about when he was saying a thousand women got their training. He said, I spent, she said, I spent 23 years in the Navy. I was familiar with firearms, but after going through point blanks, women's training class, feel and believe in my capabilities to a greater degree. I agree. I, I think that that is super, super important. Um, giving people, not just women, but people in general, the confidence uh, uh, when they go through that training, that's important stuff. Absolutely important stuff for sure. Um, Sean said something earlier and I want to get to real quick before we got to go here. He says, during my campaign, Sean's running for Senate, by the way, as a libertarian, I've had to swallow the pill that some people genuinely just don't care about the constitution and rights. The argument about it means nothing to them. It's tough to see. And that is incredibly sad. Uh, that is, as Terry says, incredibly Incredibly sad to see people who have lost interest in what has made this country great. So it's uh, it's good stuff. All right, we're coming down to it here. Uh, we are uh, about to jump into it. My phone is buzzing, and we're ready to go. We've got Willie Waffle from WaffleMovies.com coming up. We're going to jump right into it. The Michael Duke Show. Common sense, liberty-based, free-thinking radio like and share, like and follow, subscribe, ring the bell, do all the things on all the channels, YouTube and Facebook and Twitch. Uh, here we go. Okay, I'm ready for the weekend. I know it was a short week for me, but I'm, you know, I got spoiled. Man, a five-day weekend, I didn't know what to do with myself, and now I'm back here and I'm ready. I'm just ready for this week to be over. Willie Waffle, WaffleMovies.com, comes in every week to give us the rundown on everything that's related to the good stuff. The, the movies, the entertainment news, the streaming services, you name it, he's going to give it to us. So uh, let's get started here. Uh, good morning, my friend. How are you? Well, good morning, and, and we all know when you do work, you do the work of ten men, my friend. That is true. So I you do. know, yep. you are tired. You have hit the weekend. That's right. You know, I am for everybody else. I am the size of two men, but I do the work of ten. So that's how, <laughs> it, that's, how that's how it works around here. Um, all right. Well, we're gonna pick up from some of the stuff we missed last week because we I had that unexpected for you anyway vacation. I'd forgotten to tell Willie that I was gonna be gone. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Willie. He's he's calling me. You know, it is like, oh yeah, sorry, buddy. I forgot to tell you. Um, uh, anyway, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into this, and uh, I want to do a, a little bit of stuff. So we've got some stuff that stretches back and forth. Let's first let's talk about um, let's talk about Disney. Disney. Yeah. Last week they dropped this new trailer for the uh, new Andor series, which is a prequel to Rogue One. So this takes place well before anything else. 
Um, and I saw the trailer and I thought it was amazing. But I will mention, since it's Firearms Friday, I did note that there was a guy standing around with an AK-47. And I thought, well, I know they've used famous, like, Mausers and stuff. Han Solo's blaster is a Mauser. And the Stormtroopers used Bren machine guns. and so. I mean, you know, as a, as a gun guy, I see that. But apparently, everybody else saw it and lost their minds. Well, let's be honest. It's not everybody who lost their minds. It's true. It's true. It, it is that it is that that vocal. I'm going to call call it what it, it's that vocal minority that is just you know that is you cannot show a gun ever 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 and anything that looks real is bad and evil and I'm thinking, dude, have you ever watched Star Wars? Yeah, I mean, like exactly. you know, I, I mean, I've been watching this thing since I was like what five years old, and, and they've been shooting everybody for 45, 50 years, right? Yeah. You know, uh, hello, they use light swords to slice people's hands off i mean you know and the appearance of an ak-47 is the trigger give me a break well right i mean you know like, you know, and that's the thing. It, 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 they're all fake anyway. Right. The whole thing is make-believe. Uh, and yeah. Star Wars has always done this. Like I said, the Stormtrooper rifles are brand, uh, are Sten machine guns without the magazines in them. The There was a MG-42 German-made machine gun is one of the pre, pro, you know predominant. Uh, any, it's There's guns everywhere. They're, they're, sometimes they attach stuff to them. They make like Han Solo's pistol, you know. But they're... They're just, they're fake. It's all fake guns. I mean, it is what it is. And these people are losing their minds. Apparently, they didn't see all the Avengers movies where the bad guys had guns and machine guns and right. stuff like that. You know, Captain right. America. So that's bad. But, you know, all this stuff, anyway, it's just, it's insane. Well, and, and what do they really want? I mean, seriously, do they want Obi-Wan Kenobi to be facing off with Darth Vader and Obi-Wan's like, we shall play pickleball to solve our disagreements. We're going to play tiddlywinks with manhole covers yeah. <laughs> with the force. We're going to do that. And whoever gets it further is going to. No, it's just more stupidness. Uh, you know, and like you said, it's a vocal, vocal, woke minority that just, you know, they, any everything's bad. Everything's bad. We'll find whatever you do. But Disney, um, you know, they, they, they don't respond. I'll tell you what they do respond to. Um how do we make more money? Oh, I see. We're just going to put this new ad tier in. And, oh, by the way, apparently your Disney Plus is going to go. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I'm considering whether or not I should cancel my Disney membership at this point simply because I've been waiting for a couple of these shows. But uh, it's going up a lot uh, from what I understand. Hit me with it. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, this is Disney's gift to the world this holiday season. On December 8th, they will they will be premiering their ad-supported version of Disney Plus, and you'll spend $7.99 a month for that. And those of us who are subscribers are going, hey, wait a minute. I pay $7.99 now. Exactly. And and I don't get advertisements. Well, guess what? Starting December 8th, we get the pleasure of spending ten ninety nine to not have ads. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you guys, you never miss a trick here. You never miss it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't use Disney Plus hardly at all, um, except for when I'm, like, binge-watching The Mandalorian or something like that. I still haven't finished. I haven't watched Kenobi yet. I was going to, you know, so I, there's some things i got to catch up on, but... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's worth. I mean, eleven bucks a month doesn't seem like a lot, but at the same time, eh, that's kind of chaps my backside. 
Oh, it totally does, because here's the thing. It, it really does smack of greed. I mean, like, you know, D- Disney, right, they, they've they've got uh, Disney Plus. Their, their Hulu is under this umbrella. Their ad-supported tier is going up, and their no-ad no version is going up on October 10th. Uh, they, they have ESPN Plus. That's going up as well. And why? Because, you know, I'm looking at this. What was the other announcement they made this week? Oh, we just topped 152 million subscribers. Right. We're doing great. Matter of fact, and they love to do this trick. They they like to combine the Hulu, ESPN Plus, and Disney Plus subscribers right. to act as if like this is the the one network. And that hit 221 million. And they wanted to point out that's more than Netflix's 220 million. Sure, you know, and you figure that they pop each one up three bucks or four bucks, yeah. and all of a sudden they're in the money. Now we're talking about three-quarters of a billion-dollar increase. Yeah, I mean, it, it it does. It just smacks of money. I mean, at what point does the streaming services end up costing you what cable used to cost you? You know what I mean? We're, all, we're already there. Yeah. If you start adding all these things up, you're almost at a cable bill. I what? Matter of fact, I bet you could argue that you are at a cable bill if you included, like, you look at Discovery Plus, you look at, like, BBC, they have they have a streaming thing. AMC Networks has a streaming thing. Yeah, Hulu, ESPN Plus, Netflix, uh, you know, what else? Paramount Plus, right? Peacock Network. You add all this stuff up, you know, even what? What what is what does Fox have? They have like what two V or something? I mean, like they've got you add all this stuff up, you're hitting a cable bill. Yeah. That's what everybody's been trying to avoid. Yeah, well, and it's interesting now. HBO has announced this week that HBO Max is going to become something else, and they're combining it yeah. with Discovery Plus, which is like my wife's favorite network. She watches all the true crime and the the the, the paranormal and all the, all the stuff on there. And now they're going to combine it, cut a bunch of stuff out, shut some stuff down. Uh, the consolidation wars have now begun. Yeah, and and HBO Max is really an interesting is an interesting case because what Warner Brothers is saying is that they're going to make some sort of massive Warner Brothers branded stream, and there'll be an HBO you know channel or hub or whatever you want to call it, and there'll be a Disney Plus hub. I mean, or not Disney Plus. Pardon me. Uh, there'll be there'll be a Discovery Plus hub, right. and you know you'll still get a lot of the stuff, but not everything right. because what they also quietly did is they removed some of the made for HBO Max movies that had been out there. Uh, they took them off the stream as they're getting ready to make this move. Yeah, and they shut down a bunch of stuff, and it's, anyway, it's, I mean, who knows what it's going to go. I, I guess we'll take what we can get. Um, let's move over to Warner Brothers. Speaking of Warner Brothers, uh, they just uh, did a big move. They just ate $90 million in the form of the Batgirl movie, which was it was online. It was ready to go. They're getting it done. They did some screenings. It's got, I mean, it's got Michael Keaton and Brendan Fraser and J.K. Simmons and Leslie Grace, a bunch of, you know, and they said, nope, they quietly put it, well, not so quietly, put it on the shelf and said, nope, we're not going to release it. What is going yeah, this, on? This one blows my mind. They are trying to argue that, that, because of this new um, move by HBO Max and and moving it un- under this Warner Brothers uh, umbrella that, you know, we just can't play the Batgirl movie on HBO Max because it doesn't fit our current strategy. Oh, so your current strategy means you're going to put 
put a $90 million product on the shelf to never profit from it. Right. Okay, first of all, it's kind of a tax thing. They're, they're totally writing it down and getting some tax break because of it. But here's what the story has come out. The story has come out that they, like you just said, they made the whole movie. They spent about $90 million on it. It was set to premiere on HBO Max in the fall, and they test screened it, and it tanked. I mean, historically tanked tanked beyond tanked so dreadful that they literally did not think that they would ever be able to make another Batgirl movie again. I'm not saying they would never be able to make one with, with the current star. No, they thought that it would destroy the product so badly. Nobody would give them a second chance to make another one. Wow. It's like a fantastic four <laughs> thing, right? You just keep, that's exactly it. what I yeah. was thinking about. You know, that, 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 uh, that historic, you know, fantastic four movie that, that was made under the Marvel banner years ago. What was it like the late eighties, early nineties and was so horrible. They ditched it and they put it in a back room someplace and it, it kind of is out there. You can see some of it on YouTube and things, you know, but, you know, that's exactly what it reminded me of, of just, you know, a disaster of, of just disaster proportions. Well, I mean, I, what, what's bigger than a disaster? Yeah. An apocalypse? Yeah, an, apo <laughs> an apocalyptic disaster, which might yeah. be which might be what's hitting The Flash. Speaking of the Warner Brothers universe, The Flash, uh, he, Ezra Miller, he's the actor that was in The Flash. He was in, or not The Flash, but in uh, Justice League and everything else. And he's talking about his new standalone movie. But this kid just keeps getting in trouble time after time, and it just keeps getting worse. Oh, yeah, all sorts of trouble, you know, and, and, and having these things happening concurrently is really what's kind of, uh, you know, highlighting the problems that they have. You know, you know in, in the case of Batgirl, they're getting rid of that movie. I mean, you know, I don't think there's any harm putting it on HBO Max. They say they can't put it in theaters because, well, it was really made for the stream and it wouldn't look right and it would be it wouldn't have the right special effects and all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Well. Then everybody said, well, how can you put out the Flash movie in theaters when Ezra Miller has, okay, now let me just go through the list here. You know, this week he was charged with felony burglary in Vermont because he stole a bunch of bottles of alcohol from some person's home. Like they have, like, allegedly they have him, like, caught on, on, a, on a surveillance camera or something. He wasn't even, like, a guest at the party or something crazy happened, right? Then, you know, in, in, in April, he was arrested in Hawaii. He was booked on suspicion of second-degree assault because he got, like, he, like, basically broke into somebody's house and he was asked to leave the residence and he, like, got into a fight with one of the women there oh and then in march the month before that he was at a bar in hawaii and there he got busted for disorderly conduct and harassment because you know i guess they were doing uh, karaoke and things got a little out of hand oh and then here comes the coup de gras he's also been accused of abusing several women around the globe including choking a woman in iceland oh and there's the allegations of him possibly running a cult and grooming young women uh all and i'm gonna say allegedly because i don't want to get sued yeah okay and johnny depp lost his uh lost captain jack sparrow over so anyway uh yeah. yeah no this is i mean this is insane so i they're they're in big trouble they're in big trouble. all right i want to get off the news because i got two movies that i want to talk about here we're gonna uh, we're, okay. we got a little time but not too much i want to talk a little bit about bullet train which is brad pitt's new movie takes place on a bullet train from Tokyo to Kyoto. I watched the trailer. I was laughing in the trailer. It looks amazing, but tell me how it is. 
Oh no, it is it is really 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 good. I mean, this is that Quentin Tarantino kind of uh, uh, a movie here where it's just got the hip dialogue. It's got all sorts of quirky characters. It's got the you know the the snarky dialogue. You know the reactions to horrific things with a sense of humor, right? You know, and and Brad Pitt is just hilarious. And and like you said, he's just on this train from Tokyo to Kyoto, and he thinks he's got the easiest job ever. He just has to swipe a, a briefcase full of cash. Well, usually he's an assassin this couldn't be so bad except everywhere he turns all throughout the train every assassin you can imagine is also trying to do the same thing and it's fight after fight after fight and and i i don't care who you are i think brad pitt is maybe one of the funniest guys in movies like oh, yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, just the, the deadpan delivery, uh, you know, he just has such great timing. He does great physical comedy and all that's on, uh, on display here. Yeah. It gets kind of cartoonish, but you know, you're in for that. I mean, you knew that getting in, if right. you were, if you thought this was going to be realistic, you went to the wrong movie. I'm going three waffles. I watched kill bill. I know about cartoonish. Uh, exactly. And Brad, <laughs> what a Brad Pitt's one of my favorite roles is him in the guy, Ritchie film snatch where he plays the, pikey gypsy and uh yep. i mean that is just the same kind of stuff it's amazing all right three waffles i can't wait to watch this one the yeah. other one we've been asking you to is everything everywhere all at once michelle Yao. you got about a minute and a half give me give me the rundown here one of the wildest movies you are ever going to watch. Uh, you know, uh, you can you can actually purchase it for rent and stream it on like Amazon Prime. That's what I did. And uh, yeah, Michelle Yeoh plays this woman who, you know, life just ain't going too well. Her her marriage is on the rocks. She has a horrible relationship with her kid. Her father's always been a jerk, and the, the, their their business is in danger because the IRS is auditing them. And uh, just when it looks like everything's about as bad as it can get. She's, she has a, a contact with a person from another universe, the multiverse. He's been looking for her through all the multiverses, and only she can stop the evil that is trying to destroy it all. And she's not really buying it. <laughs> yeah. I watched some of the trailers of this, and I was like, this thing looks like a wild ride. What do you say? It is one of the most imaginative things you'll ever see, and it's also very, very funny. I go three waffles on this one, too. I can't wait. I can't wait to. I've been yeah. waiting for it to hit a stream. I'm going to do it here, but uh, I'm glad to get, you got a chance to watch it. Everything, everywhere, all at once, and Bullet Train, both of them three waffles. Willie, thanks for coming in this morning, my friend. I appreciate you being part of it. Hey, you got it, man. I'll be back next week somehow, some way. All right, folks, we'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. All right, my friend. Um, I mean, anything else you want to say about uh, everything? We didn't have a whole lot of time there. We got we got stuck on the uh, the streaming stuff. But uh, what do you say? I mean, is it? Oh yeah. Just just I, I again. I heard it was like mind blowing. That was kind of the the premise and the way they portrayed it. It was amazing. Oh yeah, and, and you know what really makes it work? I mean, I think there are two things that really make it work. The first one is Michelle Yeoh. I mean, we we know she is a bona fide action star, and you know, kind of playing this normal woman who suddenly has to call upon these skills that she did not know she had. You know, is fun to watch, and, and she does a great job with that. And and the person who steals the movie is Jamie Lee Curtis, who shows up as the IRS agent that's trying to shut down her business. Oh my god. Yeah, I saw I saw a picture of her and I was like, "Wow." 
Uh, and then you got Short Round, right? The guy from the Goonies yep. and and uh, yep. and, and uh, the Temple of Doom. He's her husband, right? Am I right on that? Yep, he, yeah, so. yep, yep. He's the husband, and you know, and and you know, he's really great too, you know, because you know, he he plays this husband who seems like he's a total pushover, you know, he he's total a total weakling, and his he I you know. He's a character that shows up in the multiverse, just like all the other people uh, in her life. And uh, and she starts to see him in a whole new way. Right, because he's a little <laughs> bit different in the other verses, right? I mean, That's it's, right. Yeah, yeah, no, he's I, taking care of business. <laughs> I watched this. And I watched the trailer like two or three times because there was so much going on. And I was like, this is insane. This looks amazing just off the trailer. And then I started hearing the buzz on it. And I was like, this is the undercover cult classic of forever. Nobody seemed to have really knew this was coming out. Uh, and I love Michelle Yeoh. I think she's, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and a bunch of yeah. John Woo flicks and stuff. She's she's done some amazing stuff. So I can't wait to see it. And, of course, Bullet Train. Um, that was a, an immediate popcorn movie for me as well, just looking at the trailer. So, well, oh, oh, the the first time I saw the trailer a few months ago, I went like, I am there as soon as I can possibly get there. Yeah, no, exactly. It just, it just looked, I mean, that scene in the bar car where they're fighting and they immediately stop the fight in the middle of the fight because a, a waitress comes in and he's like, you got a bottle of water? Uh, and then he makes his opponent pay for it. And it's just like, oh, it was just classic, classic stuff. So, Oh, God. I'm, uh, yeah, and I'll, I'll I'll even throw in there, you know, there's the scene in the trailer where they get into the fight in the quiet car, and you have only seen about a tenth of how good that is in the trailer. Oh, man, I can't wait. <laughs> I really can't wait. All right, so that's in theaters, right? It's not on the stream. Yep, but not on the stream. But everything, everywhere, all at once is available on demand right now. you got to rent it or, or buy it. Um, I might just go ahead and buy it at this point, so we'll, uh, we'll have to see. All right, Willie Waffle. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate it. Hope you have a good weekend. You too. <clears throat> All right, folks. That's, I mean, I really mean it this time. I'm, I'm going. I'm leaving you, sweet lips. We'll see you on Monday. Be kind, live well, and love one another. We will see you then. Have a great day. shed our terrestrial radio skin and now we are slimy lizard internet people it's the michael duke show